Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Say hello to our next guest, one of Ireland's most loved TV presenters and broadcasters. The Mead Woman's back on our screens on her hilarious chat show, Ask Me Anything. Good morning to Angela Scanlon. How are you, Angela? Good morning. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Great. And great to have you on and chatting to us. It's lovely to be on. I've been listening to the show. I do, obviously, every day. Of but course. Those jokes really <laughs> made me hell. Oh, because they make me turn off and never listen again. So. Yes, no, thought, no, you might have hung up on us there. Screw Fix is an exceptional joke, in fairness <laughs> to Irene, who sent it in. Yeah, in fairness. And so, are you in the UK at the moment? I am, yeah. I'm, I fly over this evening, so I'm I'm over and back like a yo-yo, but um, yeah, ha- holding it together just about. Oh, great, <laughs> and the show's gone from strength to strength. Uh, we had a brilliant first episode of the new season there <laughs> on the weekend. I absolutely loved Tommy Bow's story. Let's, let's relive this again when he just got himself in hot water after hot water. Met my wife. Yeah. How many years are you married? Um, oh. Seven. Oh. Seven oh. years, actually. Seven, Seven years. years. Seven years. What date? Uh, June. June the what? 13th. <laughs> no. He's not going to Did no, he make it that? It was, it was. June, it was June okay. the 13th, I Let's think. Let's get her on the phone. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I was watching you talking about the house because I always look at Pippa's stories yeah. and I wonder, Jeez, like... Tommy. Yeah, I wonder, like, <laughs> she's got three kids. Why are you looking at my stories? I'm house, boring. But the house is immaculate. I yeah. wonder how you do it. I just and, show the tidy parts. OK, but then I look at her... He just wasn't... He wasn't prepared to back out of any of these cul-de-sacs he was getting yeah. himself into, was he, Angela? Oh. After hole, after hole. And what you don't hear in that clip is Jimmy Nesbitt was literally falling off the chair and was like, and then Tommy very innocently said, I think I'm getting myself in trouble. He was like, you've got yourself in trouble back in part two, Paul. Like, absolutely, there's no way you get out of this. So, uh, but that's the great thing about the show yeah, is it good. does disarm the guests to, to kind of, you know, reveal things that maybe they wouldn't on a more traditional kind of guarded chat show. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that was always... The hope, and I think we've kind of found our feet. Well, I hope we have uh, this series with having the guests kind of come on one after the other, and the first guest stays on, the second mm. guest stays on, and so you kind of build over the course. And um, and I think they do kind of forget they're on there, and they tend to uh, get a bit giddy, I suppose, <laughs> uh, with the audience. The audience is bigger, but also with each other, and you kind of sometimes when you're not being asked a direct question. Your reaction tells the audience more about you than, you know, your response to to questioning. So I've lo- like loved seeing Pippa's response to Tommy and yes. her interaction with them um, with James as well. So again, just showing different sides of people, I think. So it's it's yeah, it's felt it's been a lot of fun. I have to say, we've had an absolute ball doing it. Yeah, and you've had a busy year. You released your book, Joyrider, and yeah. um, what what put you in that frame of mind to write a book about gratitude? Um, well, so I have a podcast called Thanks a Million that I started a few years ago. We're on series six now. It's just out. And um, yeah, it was kind of this thing that I kept coming back to, like a practice that I, I kept coming back to, I, as in gratitude, be, you know, the focus of, of um, you know, concentrating on the things that are good, looking for the good things as opposed to uh, looking around at what's lacking, mm. I guess. And you know, it was free, so I didn't want it. I was like, oh, where's the shiny pill? Where's the fad? That was very much my thing. I didn't want to do anything, 
you know, consistent or steady or, um, you know, the, the progress or like normal growth was not of interest to me. I mm. wanted like a, a fix really quick or something interesting and distracting and shiny. And uh, so I kind of overlooked it for a long time. And then I realized that it was that it was that kind of anchor that I kept coming back to this thing that that that, that kept me a bit sane, truthfully. Mm. I guess you know, in your business as a as a TV host, mainly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's a tough industry because you're constantly looking, you know, more no more than ourselves. You're looking outside of yourself for validation to kind of <laughs> yes. say, "Hey, you, we want you, or else we don't want you." You know, and it's a yeah. it's a tough place to be sometimes. Yeah, totally. And I do think that you know, I I feel kind of glad that I didn't. Uh, didn't get into it too early. Like I was probably in my early thirties when I uh, I started doing like small bits on on telly. And I think you know, it, had I done it younger, it, it probably would have been worse for me. But there definitely is a sense. Like I think we're maybe, and I'm saying this in a whispered voice. <laughs> there's a reason why we're on these things. You know, there's a, a certain type of personality that requires that level of validation so I think there's it's a kind of vicious circle or virtuous circle in that you kind of look for the validation but that very thing leaves you kind of quite hollow if you if you haven't got to the nub of why you need that validation in the first place so um it's been a yeah it's been a long old, <laughs> a long old road and she's not reading the reviews anymore and you know you have to kind of I think like you know maybe becoming a mother and having kids has given me a sense of uh have of balance I suppose I have a, a kind of more rounded life in that not everything and not every sense of uh you know not my my whole sense of worth is not tied up in in my job so if somebody hates what I do then you know I can still live another day yeah totally <laughs> and do you find with the practicing the gratitude as much as you have mm-hmm. um do you find that you can look at your career through those eyes and kind of appreciate it for what it is now often you hear particularly sports stars talk about oh I could never while I was playing I could never realize I was achieving greatness because I was too busy focusing on the next thing the next thing or whatever and then eventually when they retire yeah. they go oh gosh I was really good at whatever that was but can you do you find with gratitude practicing it the way you do that you can actually take a moment and go no, fair play to me. I've done this and I'm very grateful for it happening. Listen, it's a, it's the hardest thing uh, for me to do. I'm extremely uh, critical and there's like a number of <laughs> fairly vicious voices in my head that I have to battle with on a daily basis. However, I do think that was a, a big part of what drew me um, to it in the first place was this sense that even when I was doing, you know, seemingly great things, like and things that I couldn't have imagined maybe having the opportunity to do, I, w- I didn't feel very much at all. I certainly didn't feel joy, but I just felt like, you know, uh, the opposite of that. There was no sense of being in the moment at all. And so I really kind of thought, oh my God, I don't know if I want to get to 60 having sacrificed loads of different things in order to build a career I'm proud of and only enjoy it in hindsight. Mm. That felt like, you know, because I think with sports, it's slightly different or maybe it's not actually. I've heard Johnny Wilkinson talk when he was like, you know, to get to that level, you probably have to be quite relentless on yourself. But that is... Yeah, it's it's very exhausting and can be really just joyless for people working with you. And ultimately, what we're doing is, you, you know, is making a fun show. Is ma- you know, is connecting with people on telly, whether that's like on a Saturday night couch, whether it's in someone's extension. Um, I think it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. I feel now really lucky to be able to do it, and I do sometimes have to have a a harsh word with myself if I start to 
you know, look around and, yeah. and then lash myself, which I think is also quite an Irish thing. We love, you know, we're not great at saying, oh, you did all right. Like, yeah, we're, we're good at pulling other people down, but we're, no one's better than pulling ourselves down. That's for sure. <laughs> but see, that's the problem. If you're good at doing that and that's, oh, that's banter, it's banter. You know, you're good at judging other people, but usually the harshest uh, recipient of that is yourself. Mm. And that's the thing. So, um, yeah, it's trying... Not what's your to, favorite to your favorite little gratitude tip? Like, what's an exercise that someone could put in, you know, into their day? Is it something you do first thing in the morning? Is it three things you are grateful at the end of the day about? Or how, what little yeah, techniques I mean, work for you? I, so I think a lot, like, you know, I, a lot of those are, the, the physical things work for me. Like, I have done, um, I just did a cold water dip this morning, which I haven't had the balls to do for a few days. But I, am I allowed to say that? We are like, anyway, it's fine. Um, You're um, fine. And, yeah. um, like, you know, deep breathing, cold showers, whatever those things are, a walk in nature, all the kind of accessible things. But in terms of gratitude, it is this, it's the small things. It's not like, um, you know, you don't have to wait for these big profound kind of moments that you'll, you, you know, you'll get a slap on the back from, not the Instagrammable moments, if you like. A lot of the time it is a little, you know, cuddle with your kid. It's a kind of five minutes a piece over over coffee. It's, um, you know, a job that you might have gotten that means nothing to anybody else, but was something that you really wanted um, to do or a lovely conversation, you know, with a friend that you haven't caught up with in donkey's years because you've both been running like lunatics. So I think it's it's kind of just tuning into that. And I do it every morning um, because I, I kind of need that habit. And sometimes I find, you know, we, we wake up and we just get into that same habit. I, I don't have my phone in the room. So that's outside because I kind of like to like set my day up, I guess, without any mm. of the interference. Um, and again, that social comparison, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, lying in bed and having that little moment before uh, before the madness hits mm. to say, hey, first of all, we're here. That's well, I, I, I know you don't, you don't read the critics, which is probably a good idea, but there are some yeah, absolutely <laughs> gorgeous texts coming in on 87 I took Angela out for a whale-watching and foraging trip, the two things not related, walk on her mm-hmm. birthday many years ago. She was as lovely in person as you could imagine. She was also the first guest at the hotel to ever give me a hug when I got her back. Maybe she was just relieved I hadn't poisoned her. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think, if my memory serves me correctly, he's talking about the cliff house in Ardmore I was there for my birthday and I think his name is Malcolm and we obviously had the time for our lives running around it was very see, windy even remember his name you see you are yeah, the nicest person we had no idea whales were that good at foraging <laughs> <laughs> come here Angela uh, you, keen to see whales we got <laughs> you probably Not won't bad. tell us too many of the guests that are coming up because I know a lot of it is surprised but it, what about a dream guest is there anybody that you look at and go you know what I would love to disarm that person on the on the couch Oh, who would I love to disarm? <laughs> uh, I think I quite like one of the Obamas or two of them. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just if we're going to aim high and all. Stanley, <laughs> aim wherever you want. Stanley Tucci, I like. Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, I think, a, 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 in fairness, if you went on and said, OK, coming up on the show tonight, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama and Stanley Tucci, we'd be like, <laughs> right, cancel everything else in the world. And they were just your house band. The other guests hadn't even come in. <laughs> yeah, or else they'd be like, who 
Tour Day, I want to be Marty Morrissey. And that's also valid. <laughs> yeah. Also valid, yeah. you're right. Audience, you know? Yeah. You know your audience. We're trying hard to get Dermot Bannon. He's a hard man to pin down. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. We just about managed to get him ourselves. And he's a good yeah. friend of ours. Yeah, it takes it's a while, all right. Fantastic. But come here, yeah. we, you can watch Ask Me Anything every Saturday night at 9.45 on RT1. Andrew Scanlon. Actually, sorry to oh, interrupt on, you. You're like, she isn't that nice at all, actually. It's 9.30. 9.30? Yeah, and I can tell you that Jason Byrne is going to be on because he's already ruined that surprise. But he is joined by two, okay. two other guests. <laughs> okay, okay half nine, Saturday night. Angela Scanlon, ask me anything. Angela, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks a million for chatting Thank to us. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye-bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.